the world has turned and it is definitely yeah. turning. And that's, that's a very good point. Yeah, mm. and um, and clients mm. don't really need or want the ancillary services mm. wrapped around a big mm-hmm. holding group or consultancy anymore. Yes. They yes. just want to work with super smart people mm-hmm. to help mm. them solve a problem mm. at value. Yeah. You know? G'day, Conrad. Good to see you. You too, Andrew. Thanks for uh, jumping on the conversation. It's uh, I know we've had a couple of chats uh, over the last couple of years or the last few years about what you've been doing, your experience around consulting agency and, and all things to do around those kind of sectors. Yep. And it'd be good to, to dive straight in and, and I guess we've talked about it in the past, um, perhaps the, the bridging of the gap between the traditional consulting and an agency world. I know there's, there's constant change between those two disciplines, but um, it'd be good to hear about what you're seeing, seeing there at a high level. Oh, yeah, straight into it, hey? Yes. Um, well, I think, yeah, I mean, having come from agency, you know, really for my whole career, you mm. know, like agencies are always trying to go up the, you know, the client food chain, really, yes. right, into the C-suite, and that was kind of, that was kind of owned by consulting, you know, like the, mm. owned by consulting, I think, because they have that, that brand, that brand reputation, so yes. that board rep- reputation of like, you know, we can't go wrong with one of the big four. Yes. Um, but also, you know, like they've obviously been around doing it for a much longer time mm-hmm. rather than the execution space. They've been in the, in the real sort of heavy strategic space. Yeah. So yeah. agencies have been trying to move up and then yes. you find that all the consultancies have just been acquiring lots of businesses that are on the execution side because yes. there's lots of revenue going out through there, right? Mm-hmm. So especially yes. I think probably the biggest change in that was around digital transformation. You know, mm-hmm. once, once a lot of businesses put a lot of budget into transforming all of their digital products and mm-hmm. services and they became tens of millions mm-hmm. of dollars of implementation mm-hmm. work. Yeah. That's when the consultancies really took notice, I think, and they yes. became more you know, hungrier to own sort of not just the strategic part, but the executional part. So it's been mm-hmm. a sort of convergence, you know, of agency and consultancy coming together. That's why people have sort of flopped and changed mm-hmm. from a career point of view and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and clients a little bit too. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting uh couple of points you make there I think you know when you look at even kind of 10 years ago the the traditional consulting space the big four and and more um, then compared to agency there was that you could see the huge divide Mm. you know then you know you fast forward even five years ago when digital kind of was starting to ramp up more and more we saw some of the larger consulting organizations kind of getting putting their dipping their toe in the water around you know digital and and those sort of consulting things yeah Um, from from a from your experience, um, what are kind of the the major mindset differences that you see between that more traditional consulting and then the the agency marketing world that you've you've seen over uh, your 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 journey? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think I reckon from an agency point of view and the marketing point, of view, like you kind of you are very execution focused, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as much as you know, all of those firms, whether you're selling a big tv ad mm. or a you know, big sort of creative campaign idea mm-hmm. or you're selling a big marketing technology platform mm. um you're essentially connecting strategy or consulting as a bit of a sales function to yes. sell what you want to execute yes. that's kind of where the gravity of your workforce mm-hmm. is and where your mm. you know money is and everything like you know it's all in that production yes um so i think like that's the mindset is still as much as you know you'd like to think it can be agnostic Mm. Um, in terms of its view, like mm-hmm. from a strategic consulting point of view, mm-hmm. you're still essentially trying to sell something. Yes. Know? Whereas yes. I think the agency, uh, the consultancy side is a little bit more, you know, they're, they're, there's heavy strategic focus around mm-hmm. really solving and identifying the real business problem mm-hmm. and happy, yeah. kind of happy and, mm. and very, very good at the strategic mic drop. 
and yes. a very good yes. hundred page document uh, that yes. then goes to a board that gets ratified. Mm. But mm. but that's where they seem to fall over mm. a little bit is in is in the enablement right. internally or the execution of that to actually mm. realize the value of what that strategy is over mm. time. Um, mm. because they've just never really done it. And and, yeah. they, yes. and, and they buy yes. they've bought things mm. to, to, to do it, but like yes. still the the kind of handover point or the integration of those two um, from my experience, mm. um, is really still flawed, and, and clients can see can see that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear you. That that divide between the the very high level helicopter strategy view and then execution yeah. that seems to be very quickly being closed, doesn't it? Yep. The you know customers are wanting more immediate value as opposed to we look at you know not too long ago you know there was large you know, consulting engagements through either traditional consulting or agency. That there'd be a huge discovery phase, mm -hmm. you know, you know, hours of people's time, hours of budgeting just to get to a position of where we think we're at, yeah. let alone testing or prototyping or rolling in the out. So you're seeing in the market that you know customers, in a good way, are demanding more value up front to oh, see what's where, where we're heading. Hundred percent, you know, because I think yeah. value conversation is mm -hmm. another one, right? Like right. you know, the value of like. I think previously, you know, you would probably go to a big four mm. um, to ratify something at a board level. Yes. You know? So, yes. you know, you, you'd spend all that money mm. to business case something and like mm. and get that sort of tick of approval. I guess. Yes. What certainly is, you know, maybe it's only been the last, you know, 18 months since mm. sort of the pandemic, if you like. Mm -hmm. but, True. But I True. think the trend yeah. started a bit earlier than mm -hmm. that where, mm. where um, needing to deliver value quicker. Mm -hmm. Has been on everyone's mind, you yes. know, like and you know, CEOs, CMOs, CIOs, mm. they, they've mm. never rotated more through organisations before. Yes. Like their tenure's never been shorter. Yeah, um, yeah so, true. So they've true. got only a short, short amount of time to deliver mm -hmm. value. So they mm -hmm. need to work with partners that can do that. Mm -hmm. And I think you know what consultancies, again, from experiences, like where they maybe fall down is that mm. they're still quite siloed in their thinking. Mm. So. You know, to really truly create value quickly, mm -hmm. you really need a small cross-functional team yes. across not just yes. business strategy or business mm -hmm. design, but brand and technology and customer experience to be yes. able to deliver value yeah. um, really quickly. But like they, they struggle to connect that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. So I know we've we we've dived straight in there. If we yeah. if we kind of if we kind of uh, take a step back then yeah. and look at your own kind of personal experience over the years. As I understand it, you know, you, you founded your own agency back in the day. Yep. And it'd be good yep. to hear a bit more about that. Um, that agency was then acquired. Um, you were then, you know, running Isobar in Australia, the, the CEO. Yep. Um, then to, to now uh, running Shadowboxer. It'd be good to, to hear a bit more about, you know, you know, putting putting yourself back in the perhaps, you know, when you were co-founding the agency days to then Isobar and to now. What are what are some of the things you can share around that kind of experience? And perhaps the differences between that many years ago and now yeah. and the landscape. Yeah, cool. Um, oh man, it's like a oh, it feels like a long where do you, time ago. Where do you now. start kind of thing? Twenty yes. years, right? So twenty years yes. we started Visual Jazz, right? Um, yes, out of our mates' mm -hmm. you know, spare bedroom, the classic Fantastic. sort of digital agency mm -hmm. story, mm -hmm. if you like, you know. But but I think probably the difference between us and maybe others that that um, sort of didn't make it out of the bedroom mm -hmm. was that. Um, mm -hmm. My my co-founder he was the he was the maker you know he was the right. multimedia designer right. back then it used to be called multimedia right, right. Um, yes <laughs> and I, I and I studied marketing so right. I was kind of more the business and marketing mm -hmm. side and had a connection to clients so mm -hmm. we kind of we did pretty well in sort of like you know bootstrapping the business and mm -hmm. turning it from two people into six people into right. ten people into twenty people you know yes um 
So that was, you know, it was an incredible ride then, especially when you're 21, 22. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but we, you know, I think the best thing we had going for us is we had no fear and no mm-hmm. idea. You know, right. Like we yes. literally didn't know <laughs> the risks we were taking. Yes. You know, we mm-hmm. we had no real governance around mm-hmm. what we were mm-hmm. doing. You know, and it was kind of the Wild West. Yes. You know, it was after mm-hmm. the dot-com bust. Right. Like we were picking up briefs that, um, I don't know if you remember, you remember Sausage Software, like the, those sorts uh, of companies. It rings that a bell. Like, yeah, it rings a bell. Like yes. the golden companies of the dot-com yes. rise. And then there was a big bust. But mm-hmm. we are picking up briefs that they were, you know, right. quoting right. three, four hundred thousand dollars, and we would do it for eight, you know, and, okay. and think okay. we were millionaires, sort of thing. You know? So we we're, we're kind of like we, we just started at the right time, yes. you know, um, yes. um, to ride through that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we actually merged with another guy who was a sort of solo operator mm-hmm. around marketing and advertising, mm-hmm. and became kind of a full service agency, really, right. not just digital, but right. creative agency, um, and and could have gone down that path. Mm-hmm. But um, we probably then evolved back again to going. Well, really, there's so many agencies out there. Like right. where our key special special expertise yes. really can be is around digital. And I see. So we're mm-hmm. back sort of more around the platform and digital mm-hmm. product side, yes. which is probably again part of, part of our growth. Um, yes. But, but we merged with him, and he had 15 years experience on us, okay. and a, you know, mm-hmm. different connection. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was great. And mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, we we sort of had that seven year business cycle where we got you know tapped on the door a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, during that process, and there was a big consolidation happening around mm-hmm. 2007, right. 2008, okay. before the GFC really mm-hmm. hit us. In particular, around the agency world, or, or yeah, yeah, in the agency world, where yes. like you know, businesses were buying, right. you know, other businesses to differentiate their services, and okay. we, we were acquired by an ASX company called Mitchell's, mm-hmm. which was a you know the biggest independent media agency right. in Australia right. on, on the ASX. Okay, Harold Mitchell was the founder. Yes, okay, you know, right, um, yep, quite mm-hmm. a well-known yeah, media yes, it, mogul. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. uh, and he was, you know, in hindsight, doing a bit of a roll-up. Mm-hmm. So he was he'd acquired a PR agency, mm-hmm. you know, another sort of more technology-focused business mm-hmm. out of Perth, us all at the sort of same time. Um, and so, and that was that was great because mm-hmm. um, we had a very short, you know, golden handcuff term. Right. Yes. Um, yes. And you know, being 28, 29, that was what we wanted yeah, more than more than dollars. Yeah, it's huge. Just to go put the backpack on and go travel. But, yeah, wow. but, but it was great in terms of they just left us alone. Right. And, and we yep. performed well for them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and then I put the backpack on and went traveling. And during mm-hmm. that time, Aegis Media in the UK acquired them. Right. Um, I ended up finding that out in a hostel in okay. Istanbul, you know, when I was backpacking. It was quite quite funny. Fantastic. Um, yes. Because a guy that I, I was having a beer with worked for Cara, which is part right. of their business in the US. Okay, and right. I said, I mentioned what I did. And he said, yep. oh, and he said oh, I think By the we way, you yesterday. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, anyway, so that, so that got acquired by Aegis, and 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 actually just happened. The guy I reported to at Mitchell's, we reported to at Mitchell's, um, went home to the UK and worked right. for Aegis. So he introduced okay. me to the founder of C, or the CEO of Isobar, which okay. is the global, their global digital agency. Right. And I got encouraged to come back and mm-hmm. um, and merge Visual Jazz with Isobar. Right. Yeah. And so Isobar was about a 20 person agency in Sydney, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we we're about 100 at the time mm-hmm. um, here. Mm-hmm. And so I did that and. And then you know, Densu acquired Aegis Media mm. um, during the you know, maybe two years later, mm-hmm. and um, seven years later, I was still there running the Isobar Group, you know, oh, which wow. is which we then I sat on the other side of the acquisition table mm-hmm. and we acquired two or three other businesses, mm-hmm. and we built that up to maybe five hundred people across Australia and New Zealand. Okay, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's huge growth. Yeah, yeah. Left, so, I left two years ago. There you go, and it's um, yeah, it seems like seems like yesterday, doesn't it? The um, in terms of relating to what you know, we're talking around the difference between consulting and agency. So even back in that consolidation phase, you know, twenty odd years ago, 
and then when you're running isobar, mm. did you see the the, the perhaps the as dramatic shifts as we do now between those two disciplines, if we call it that, mm. or, or, or <laughs> again we're saying we're seeing a lot more now around that because of the value that customers are expecting compared to 10, even 20 years ago. Yeah, I think we've got coffee here actually. Oh, there we go, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, James. It's good coffee, isn't it? It's great, mate, that's what I needed. <laughs> uh, with with uh, both with young kids and not much sleep, the, the coffee helps, doesn't it? Yep, I couldn't survive without it, I reckon, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. It's a lifesaver, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, as, as you were saying there, you know, from, from the establishing, you know, founding the agency then to being acquired, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the organization that, that, that acquired you, you know, things changing there and yep. maturing. And then, I mean, that growth, you, you, you drove an experience up to, you know, from 100 to 500 odd people. Um, tell, can you tell us a bit more around, you know, how you, how, you, how you had that growth and then perhaps the next stage from there? I, I think we were just good at evolving the business, mm -hmm. you know, model mm -hmm. in a way, like, mm -hmm. you know, we were very good at doing one thing, you know, mm -hmm. which was all making websites, really. Yes. And then yep. we weren't necessarily like designing it really, truly to solve a business problem. Right. And then we sort of I added the, that mm -hmm. consulting level yes. to it. And yes. we lent really hard into innovation and mm -hmm. products and services before mm -hmm. others really did. And um, so we're kind of like, you know, I guess always trying to um, look at the next place right. to play, mm -hmm. which is kind of why we had some growth and we had some really good organic growth. Mm -hmm. But we also, being part of a bigger group, they they certainly at the time were very acquisition hungry too. So right. okay. they were essentially okay. buying assets yes. and then figuring out what to do with I from see. An integration I see. Point which of is view. So, which is fun. And when you're yeah. a founder and you're in a big in a big holding company, yes. um, or you've previously been a founder, you mm. become the poster boy for right. acquisition. So you I get see. wheeled into all of these I see. acquisition conversations, and then they okay. you know, end up reporting into me and you know, because I probably right. have more empathy for, for, for the I founders see. than than Yes, most of the other execs in the company. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, so, I so you could you could probably find you're spending a lot of time on that as opposed to running the business at times, uh, which is a balance. Well, that's isn't it? to be honest, it's, one of the reasons why I left. Right. You know, yes. like it, it yep. just became such an internal role. I see. You know, like yes. Yeah. Yep. And um and unfortunately, you know, like all of the holding groups, you know, mm. I think it's pretty, on the public record, really, mm. they're all very very challenged. Yes. At the moment. Yes. Um, Dentsu's mm -hmm. the same, and mm -hmm. um. Uh, it's the only holding group experience I've had, but right. it really yep. became sort of management by spreadsheet. Right. For a lot. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and that's yes. not really my style. Yeah, I hear you. Um, <clears throat> yep. And, uh, <clears throat> and it just became really frustrating. You know, yeah. we're just being, spending 60, <clears throat> 70, 80% of your day <clears throat> trying to fight for common sense <clears throat> um, to get that, you know, great junior to mid yep. um, strategist, that 10K pay increase, but yes. you're being stopped by Singapore and London because yeah, I hear all of these I hear very you. well paid execs want their um, bonuses. I hear you. Um, it just, yeah. I just I, like I don't see how how these businesses can you know function and yes. be successful yes. in the long term when they've got that short term mindset. You make a good point. I think that as, as far as when when we get that far from the the people who are close to the problem, you know, our customers who we're trying to solve, it seems you know it's an obvious thing to say, but it becomes more diluted mm. the further we get back. And I suppose a lot of large organisations can find themselves in a spot where they're so far away from the customer. They don't. They probably struggle to understand again what what are we actually trying to solve here. Yeah. So I think that that is related to the consulting and agency both mindset and the way those businesses are operated. Yeah. I think you know being closer to to the end customer is a big part of it, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. To not not just customer but your mm. staff, your people. Very you know, true. Like it's, Very true. Um, mm. And unfortunately, you know, when you, I mean, they're all victims of their own success in a way. Like they've been very very successful businesses. You know, highly profitable. 
all that type of stuff. But mm. like when you're kind of relying on engagement scores and yes. stuff yes. like that to kind of track how healthy mm. you're, you're, yes. you know, you're, um, you're Look, looking for that perfect number. It's and, like, yeah, it's and like yeah. that's great, yes. but you've got to have a feel yes. for the floor. You've got to have, a, yeah, you've got to have I, your conversations with your clients. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't just be looking yes. at numbers and stuff. And, yeah. um, and it just that just kind of got my goat a little bit yes. um, uh, <laughs> yeah. because it's not the kind of way I want to operate. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, you know, like you could you can work in those roles, mm-hmm. you can be paid very well, and yes. you can be successful, and, yes. it's, and it's fine. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think, I think, the world is the world has turned and it is definitely yeah. turning and that's, that's a very good point yeah mm. and um and clients mm. don't really need or want the ancillary services mm. wrapped around a big mm-hmm. holding group or consultancy anymore. yes they yes. just want to work with super smart people mm-hmm. to help mm. them solve a problem mm. at value yeah you know? and that, that's a brilliant point because we often with scale that gets lost doesn't yeah, it? it does and it's very hard to keep that very external view mindset when when you've got huge scale totally. It? so totally. yeah that was brilliant so then, and then in terms of then shadow boxes, so you founded Shadowboxer um, uh, fairly recently. Yep. So it'd be great to hear, you know, what your mindset and the thinking was around that. You know, stepping from the, you know, the CEO of ICO Bar, and I believe you're, you were, you know, you were being asked to consider some more group roles around that, and you considered that, but you wanted, you saw the opportunity um, with the likes of Shadowboxer of where the market was heading. Some of the things we've talked about yep. um, already. Um, yeah, talk us through about you know the, the, the why behind it and, um, and and how it's evolving to now. Yeah. Um, well, oh god, that's a good question again, right? Because I, like, <laughs> yes. why? Yes. Uh, I'm still still asking myself it's, that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, I suppose it's a good thing, isn't it? Because you're constantly digging digging deep. For to, sure. To, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but I'll, look, ultimately, I mean, I left. I left. You know, got a great opportunity to leave at at a great time, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, and, and very proud of legacy that I left mm-hmm. in, in the group no that doubt. I was working yeah. in, right? But mm-hmm. and I and I really left to be a dad, to be mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, right. young family, and my wife's got to start up, and mm-hmm. and I thought it was just you know, got to flip the table a little yes. bit, you know, because yes. when you're when you're mm-hmm. um you've got a big important CEO title, and yes. when your kids are sick and they can't mm-hmm. go to daycare, you you're mm-hmm. the one that goes to work and your wife stays yeah, home, which is not the right thing necessarily, right. and yes, so I wanted to flip that, and, and so I did that for a while. It was great. Yeah, that's brilliant. But, mm-hmm. but um, really, what made me jump back into the game if mm. you like was um because you know i don't didn't feel like there was a burning need to create mm-hmm. another consultancy or agency mm. in the market but yes really i you know three or four um people that i used to work with um in the business you know at isobar that worked with part of my executive team for a long time mm-hmm. they were getting out and mm-hmm. they wanted to create something themselves and they mm-hmm. were really kind of like very passionate about the opportunity and the business right. and, and i right. got I got kind of swept up in that with it. I see. You know? so, I see. Yes, and, and so it took me a little while to kind of be convinced. I see. Yes, um, but once I got convinced, you mm-hmm. know, like it was very, very clear and easy, and just a few client conversations right. again um, to see that that opportunity. Yeah. That there's a real yeah. sweet spot around, mm-hmm. like, well, you know, we work with our consultancy firm mm-hmm. on business strategy. Yes, we work with a agency on brand strategy mm-hmm. and go mm-hmm. to market yep and why is that disconnected yeah right it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me especially mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. especially today yes. you know, like you know, your brand and business and yes. technology and customer experience mm-hmm. needs to just be so connected so yes. when you've got a four-person team mm-hmm. that are incredible incredibly mm-hmm. t-shaped and mm-hmm. deep expertise mm-hmm. across those four areas you can see how yeah I see. how incredible like an opportunity that could be to create a new consultancy. So that's yeah. kind of really why we started Shadowboxer. Yeah. And the other part of that was like, it's kind of like, you know, it was like if there was a book published, like mm-hmm. everything you wanted to do 
in a big holding group, but you couldn't. Yeah. That's kind of like the book I must have read or something or written. Like, oh, that's to, great. To start your own yes, so, yes. You know, like, yeah. Just, you know, yeah. hire good talent before yes. you get the revenue. Yeah. Right? Like, so so yeah. those constraints. Just all of these things. Being yeah. 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 You know, no timesheets, yeah. you know, just yeah. go value, value-based yes. pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Using, utilizing creative capital to have mm-hmm. sweat equity in, mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in organizations that you believe yeah. in. Yes. Um, yeah. Things like that, you know, that you just yeah. could, couldn't move the needle on. I've tried yes. for years and years and years, but yes. couldn't move the needle on. But, so it's like independent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's have a crack at it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. I think that, you know, the, the little I know of you and your businesses and talking to some other people across, you know, consulting and, and um, agency sectors that, that have known, known of you, you seem to be from a mindset point of view to be very in touch with what's actually happening in, in the market, not just at, at, a, at a corporate or bureaucratic level or a business level, but at a human level. And I think you know you talked about you know your you, your own family and what why why you're you know you're doing this as well. Mm. I think that from my view of yourself is that you've you're very connected at human level to to the, both your your staff and the market. I think that resonated in a conversation we had you know a few years yeah, ago. So I think I think that I think perhaps you know in the in the in the big consulting space that um, that thing is often missed. That we get caught up, well, people get caught up in methodologies and frameworks and bureaucracy, and and sometimes forget that what we're actually trying to do here is better the life of a of a human who's yeah. in our business community. So, so do, totally do you see right. that similar thing in, in uh, terms of yeah, the work you do? Totally, agree. yeah, yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like quite an imposter sometimes because I don't necessarily <laughs> have that toolkit that right. the, like right. like a lot of other mm-hmm. consultants have. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I, I but, think that's a good thing now well, or, or potent- going forward. Potentially, but yeah. I've obviously work with people that do. True, too, right? True. So you know, sure. you know the right. Yes. You know, you sort of know, sure. know the right. Yes. Sort of tool to pull out of the pull out of the kit bag. Yes. Um, at the right time. Yeah. Which is which is great, but For sure. but it is really just understanding the human problem, right? Mm. Like, mm. Um, and I think people fall lose sight of that. Yes. Sometimes around yes. different models, and yeah. we're all just. Like any client you work with, any staff mm. member you work with, we're all just people trying to do our best yeah. as well, right? So it's just whatever it's we can do to nudge, mm. like nudge that along, you mm-hmm. know, like improve mm. incrementally or dramatically yes. that experience. Um, yes. You know, that to me is mm. why we mm. do what we do. Yeah, um, I hear you. Yeah. That's a good way, to, good way to put it. So then, so, so now Shadow Boxer, you know, you, you're, in the, you're in the thick of it, you're, your growth, you're, you've, there's been a few media releases around some of the customers you're winning and some of the sectors you're shaking up in a really good way, which I, I think has inspired, you know, us at Foundstone. We are, we're probably looking at a similar thing in that we come at from more from the consulting perspective as opposed to agency. Yeah. But we're seeing, you know, you know, the big four there and the big five and all the mid-sized consulting organisations. And we do see a similar shift like you've described around, you know, that those layers of bureaucracy and, you know, when you get an executive in one of those bigger organisations, they're so far from the customer um, that they they find it challenging, you know, with good intent sometimes to have that external view yeah. or even get the read of what's happening. And I think with, you know, not to make it COVID-centric, but with COVID for us that there's so many unknowns out there because of that and still going forward, mm. But I think that's a good thing for the organisations and people that have a very live read of what's happening. Um, so can you tell us a bit about some of the things that Shadowboxer are doing around how you're engaging with customers, both on a, you know, interacting and communicating, but also from a commercial basis? I know you're doing some fairly innovative things around, you know, commercial, um, different commercials, you know, services for equity. Yeah. It'd be great to, and for people to learn around where, where that's potentially heading as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think we're... I mean, 
again, not necessarily by design, but, mm-hmm. but well, well, it is definitely, it is by, by design now, but like mm-hmm. we just love working with people that are on a mission, yes. you know, businesses mm-hmm. and brands that are on a mission. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and you can find that at a board level for mm-hmm. sure, um, mm-hmm. but you also find it a lot with sort of more scale-up or startup businesses too. Yes. Um, but it's just that yes. mindset. So mm-hmm. it's lovely to work mm-hmm. with people who have got that mindset right. because mm-hmm. they really want to kind of, they want to move the needle on growth. Yes, you know? yes, as and, opposed uh, to put push numbers around on a, yeah, on a, on a yeah. Issue, yeah, and growth, like growth not for growth's sake, but I growth see. because I there see. is a belief right. of like being able to sort of change the world mm-hmm. in a positive way or change yeah. a cut, like mm-hmm. change a customer's mm-hmm. world in a positive way. Yeah, and, and I think that's yeah. a that's a really energizing sort of place to play mm-hmm. for us yeah. as consultants. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and so and so we you know we work with you know larger enterprise mm-hmm. uh, style businesses mm-hmm. where we are. Really acting like a consultancy firm, mm-hmm. you know, really connecting business, brand, technology, and customer experience strategy yep. together. Yes, and working with boards mm-hmm. and working with CEOs mm-hmm. on 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 the next level of transformation right. for an organisation. There might be a two or three hundred million dollar business. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's probably the, a, a really good sort mm-hmm. of sweet spot of client for us because right. you can make a really big impact. For um, sure. For sure. And then we're working with you know maybe scale ups mm-hmm. where there's businesses that have been more founder led. They've raised a bunch of capital. They've mm-hmm. got customers and mm. revenue and mm. they're looking to either expand in different markets or, yes. or get to the next raise or get to an exit or something like that. And, and, but they're, and they've probably got a great product mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm. and they've solved the customer uh, problem mm. through technology, right. but they've probably lost sight of or, or right. haven't paid attention to brand yes. and, and want to go to market strategy right. would be to scale. And mm-hmm. so we're kind of helping them around there. Mm-hmm. And, and they're more sort of paid engagements, mm-hmm. you know. Um, however, some of the scale-ups we work with, like, mm-hmm. you know, Especially if they're kind of going through capital raising, mm. they can't necessarily afford to pay all fee. Okay. So we're hundred percent open to equity, sweat equity deals. And yes, we've had one of those that have been really successful mm-hmm. for us so far. Yeah, I saw it saw in the press not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a sort of a, a um, hospitality middleware mm-hmm. software business mm-hmm. that got acquired by X fifteen Ventures. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but we only do that really when we work with the founder and work right. with the teams for. Good three to four months okay. of consulting capacity yes. to kind of make that judgment call ourselves because right? yes. you can't mm. can't put all your time and energy into yeah. all of them. I can, um, imagine. I can imagine. And then and then we're working with you know really kind of like as a more kind of a venture studio, mm-hmm. um, really where we're creating businesses and brands from the ground up, right? Either with founders mm-hmm. or with uh, enterprise, mm-hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. we will do everything from opportunity exploration, yes. high five prototypes, okay. To, Yes. You know, to um, building out what the MMP will be mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. looking testing things in market and yeah, brilliant and that type of stuff and mm-hmm. and you can do that when you're a small mm-hmm. you know strategic strategy design yes. and technology team yes um, and that's great because mm. you know you are literally you know doing everything from pricing model strategy yes. to you know to <laughs> designing the customer experience and the brand yes, um, yes. Uh, and uh, and in that, those instances you know mm. again we'll make the judgment call where mm. we'll we'll offer or, or even really really want yes. to have equity in that yeah, I see. versus I see. the fee. Because I truly believe you know, when you when you're when you're building a consultancy based business, which has mm. essentially always been mm. head hours based business, yes. the only yes. way to kind of build more value is mm. to scale. Find yeah. more people, yes. you know, sell more hours and yes. all that yep. stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's really where most companies come unstuck mm. is when mm. they when they do scale past mm. that 30, 40, 50 person mm. sweet spot. Mm. Um, so how do we build value otherwise? Like let's yeah. put our creative capital yeah, that's good use. That, that's a huge and insight. invest mm. that into mm. businesses we think mm. will shape the future. Mm. Now some of them will be dismal failures. Yes. But I really yes. hope that one or two or three percent we've got mm. in others mm. will be worth way more than you could ever have created 
Yeah, you know, I hear you. Yeah. yeah, I think that is. I mean, in my world, that's those commercials and that approach is 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 newer, isn't it? Because there's it generally more risk, risk, perceived risk attached yeah. to it. But as you say, I mean, what better way to, you know, combine your the cultures of yourself and your customers, and then I suppose in a good way. The lines are blurred between really who's who's who, as opposed oh, yeah. to this contract-based, scope-based no, conversation. You're truly partners. You're, yeah, you're truly yeah. partners. Yes. You know? like yes. it's, uh, it's mm. yeah, and and we really mm. try and treat every engagement like a joint venture. Right. You know that mm -hmm. it's like mm. you know it's not an agency consultancy. Oh, so it's a mm. consultancy client relationship. Yes, yes. It's more a you know we mm. are in this together. Mm. You know, like yeah, if we're not huge. making an impact, like. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're not providing mm. value. Like we'll be the first to put our hand up and say we're not. Yes. You know? um, yeah. And uh, whether it's a, in the consulting sort of side mm. or whether it's in the mm. venturing side, um, mm. but but it's true that the the nature of the relationship really changes. You are mm. writing every mm. great meeting together yes. and every <laughs> bad meeting together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I think I think that's the way it's heading, and you're and you're yeah. living it, and you're proving it with you and your team. Mm. And I think it, what it also needs to have is someone that's has a very you know we talk about collaborations, a bit of buzz term now, isn't it? But you, in that in that approach and that model, for want of a better better term, you need to have a leadership and people that are actually ingrained and are on the same page, both from a mindset point of view, mm. but that are not just turning to the scope or the contract, isn't it? Because if if you don't have that leadership and that that real you know human collaborative mindset, it's very hard then to to progress, isn't it? Yeah. If you're looking at a, a scope, so I think that you know your comments before around you know. The larger consultancies, global consultancies, was to scale. It's probably harder to to bring that approach, isn't it? Because you've got the legalities, the PR, all those sorts of things that are coming over the top, and it's very hard to have that very open, transparent I think, relationship. I think so. Like they, you know, they do it. Like so, there right. is venturing parts of a lot of the consultancies. Yes. You know, BCG Ventures mm -hmm. is probably the most famous one. Yeah, you know? yeah I've heard um, you mention them before. Yeah, yeah, McKinsey yeah. do it a bit as yes. well and stuff. But like, yeah. but really, you know, it's mm. it's uh, they can only really do it truly with big enterprise. Yes, you know, because um, mm. it's you know, mm. million dollars of sprint type yes. sort of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm. so they can't really mm. do it with it that it, mm -hmm. with a founder led business. Yes, you know? yeah, and, true. And, um, true. Working with a founder led business that's on a mission that might not be. You know, it's not a management consultant saying there's a market opportunity here and here's the gap and here's the business model and here's the whatever yes. and then going through it from a, from a formulaic point of view. Yep. But when you're working and backing founders, mm. they'll pivot and find a way yes. to make it success, right? Yeah. And you yeah. and, and just want it like being around that mm. um, person and mm -hmm. working with that person is quite energizing. Yes. And yeah. um, and it's, it's where we, just, we want to, we, we'd rather mm. play. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So, so those different parts you talked about before, you know, you know, from business strategy, you know, normally, you know, as at a board and an exec level, and then the other disciplines, you know, that perhaps the agency world, marketing, um, brand, those sorts of things, and then technology. If I've got it right, you're you're looking at and Shadowboxer is a merge of all those, so that you you limit the disconnect between where the business is heading, and then the other enablers like technology and marketing and, and brand. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing is working well to get all those things working together? Because it's it's together. A, not a, not an easy thing, is it? To get it's those hard, things. and look, the reality is most organisations simply got a problem in one of those areas. Yes, true. You know, so and there's a bit of bit of this going on. Pretty pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. So so that's mm. often how an engagement yes. starts, right? Mm. It's like okay, okay. like oh, we think we've got a, mm -hmm. a brand problem. We think I we've see. got a pricing yes. problem. Yes. We think we've got a technology yes. problem. A lot yeah. of it starts we think we've got a technology problem. Yeah, technology yeah. gets blamed yeah. for everything. I right? see, yes. Uh, and, and it's also <laughs> it like does. supposed to be the panacea of like solving everything true. too, right? 
right? Very true. Um, Very true. But like you know, I think one thing we really try and do really quickly mm. is mm. like is is making sure that it is all connected together. So we're actually thinking about the business vision mm-hmm. and ambition, and mm-hmm. how that relates to brand. Yes. You know, then how technology is enabling mm. that, how it manifests itself in yeah. customer experience. Okay. We're just trying to connect all that. Mm-hmm together really early and we yep. may go very deep on one yes. of the problem mm-hmm. areas that the clients want mm-hmm. and just work there you know mm-hmm. just work in design or just yes. work in technology or whatever but mm-hmm. where our ambition is to is to connect it all together in concert and right. and i think you know we're, we've had some pretty good success mm-hmm. in doing that because mm-hmm. we are a small cross-functional mm-hmm. team of experts around that mm-hmm. and when you're doing a working with a startup or scale up mm-hmm. by its nature yeah. you know they need to think about all of those things really True. quickly and how they're all connected together so True. It, it, that's why it's a it's a really great place for us to play yeah. there because yeah. because you just inherently need to yes yeah. Yeah. yeah so on that you know I think it's a brilliant example so often that it's either you know people are saying technology is a problem or on the flip side as you say let's solve it through technology yeah As, are there any kind of real life examples that you can think of perhaps you know some some time ago and then more recently around where a customer said you know we've got a technology problem. But you've gone in there and you've opened up the conversation and opened up their minds to perhaps, you know, technology is more an enabler. So there's something else that we need to get right first. Is there yeah. a couple of examples you can talk oh, us through? So, like heaps, mm. right, really. Back in, mm. certainly from Isobar experience days too, yes. you know, when you're talking more to the big end of the town, like, mm. yes. know, like the likes of, say, Qantas or mm-hmm. an RACV or these mm-hmm. sorts of bigger, big enterprise clients, yeah. you know, yeah. where they've been through years of technology transformation you know they've signed up to one of the big sort of technology providers and yes yep. implementing that really yep. slowly with the yes. bsi and yes. internally and whatever yep. and um, yep. but really the fundamental problem is they just don't have an enabled team mm-hmm. like and it's and a mindset in that team mm-hmm. to to work um in a more iterative process right yeah and to ha- like work on constant improvement okay. rather than like on delivering mm-hmm. projects, you know, yeah, so, which is essentially is kind of like a operating model you're trying to help them change. Yes. So instead of mm-hmm. it being like, you know, we maybe have come in to say help them with technology transformation, mm-hmm. and it's been mm-hmm. more, well, actually, we've got to look at business operating model yes. transformation. Yes. Um, and that's yeah. internal culture, and that's mm-hmm. like the type of people you have, and it's yes. like your organizational mm-hmm. design, mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. And yeah. So yeah. so there's that that's happened, you know, quite a mm-hmm. bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of organisations that need a, you know, a new look. Need to look at their whole solution mm. architecture, yeah, and what the right technology, yes, they need to implement. Yeah, yeah. I think what the unfortunate thing is when you're when you're working at a bigger digital agency, yes, um, you, you you sort of have, you know, you kind of have to sell mm. a certain technology mm. because you've got a massive bench. Yeah. That does that implements that technology, yeah, so I you kind of have to. Yes, you know, yes. you've already you're already kind of like predetermined mm-hmm. the answer before mm-hmm. you even go in there yeah. to help solve the problem. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're very very clear on like mm. being completely agnostic to technology. Yes, and, and kind of a little bit, I wouldn't say anti enterprise. Mm-hmm. Enterprise mm-hmm. tech is really valuable, yep. but like, yep. but how do we help create value much quicker? How I do see. we help the organization separate the operating layer? Yeah. their business from the presentation layer yeah, see. the customers yeah. see because that will help them move quicker yes make the most of opportunity quicker and, yeah and things like that yeah i think i think so that's that was a, a rambling answer so. no not at all i think it's a you know comparing again to your the world in iso bar in that enterprise you know the organizations you mentioned to um the startup mentality you know we probably you know there's there's been years of you know enterprises trying to learn off startup and it's, a lot of that has been just face value stuff and look we've got yeah. this innovation lab here and there but i think that what we're seeing is 
those organisations, particularly or mid-size where we, we play and then the larger enterprise, if there's not actual genuine DNA that is actually doing that and they're not very centred on where the customer is now and where they're heading, I think what we're seeing, it's going to show probably a lot more quickly than it, than it did perhaps 10 years ago. Yeah. But if you're not really in tune, um, and, and the unknowns we're, we're living in now from an economy and a you know, the pandemic point of view, mm. but if you're not really in touch live with what's happening, um, then you're going to miss, and big organisations, small organisations are going to miss opportunities, aren't mm-hmm. they? Totally. So on that, just briefly in terms of strategy. So the, the strategy, some of the strategy work we do is a lot of it is getting our customers to think about strategy externally. Yep. So as opposed to the big ideas internally, which there's, there's many of. Mm. Let's start with, okay, what is happening externally in our customer in perhaps markets we've never even explored before yeah. in that world, and then really digging into some of those unknowns and insights to then then to, to help be the foundation of strategy. Mm. What are you seeing in that space around, you know, changing that mindset around to that external view? Do you see that fairly prevalent in the organisations with good intent, a bit too internally focused at times? Yeah, I was like spot on. Yeah, I think yeah. like, you know, it's very, I think most organisations, you know, really do have the blinkers on, mm. you know, it's kind mm. of, and that's really why they engage consultants, right? Mm. Like it's mm. kind of like provide different, mm. different um, uh, insight into yeah. like macroeconomic factors or, mm. or mm-hmm. other other industry trends or mm-hmm. whatever it might be because mm. um, they do need to think outside yes. what they yeah. already know. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's excellent. And that's often yeah. where the gold comes from, right? Like it's mm. kind of where the, mm. the gold opportunities for growth. Yes. Because otherwise they're just going to incremental growth. Yes. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and that's and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, and I think the traditional consultancies mm-hmm. have been very good at that because they, yeah. they look at like optimizing True. supply chain, and yes. cutting costs out, and yes. stuff like that. But I yeah. think when a more creative consultancy can mm-hmm. look at like what's the brand opportunity out there. Yeah. You know, where's the where's the new venture opportunity mm-hmm. out there? Yes. Which can help them hopefully with like two three times growth. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So there's there's terms like co-creation and collaboration, which which are out there, you know, you know, the risk of buzz terms. But mm. um, this this term co-creation, what it actually really means in business, and you've talked to a couple of examples of being very ingrained with both the market, getting a read of the market, but also then with your customers, you're so ingrained that there's not the you know is this in scope or is it out of scope mm. mentality. Where where are you seeing um, what does what does those terms really mean to you in, in in the business you're involved in now and and the market? Yeah, well, I think I think they're great from a mindset point of view, mm-hmm. like co-designing mm-hmm. or co-creating something when mm-hmm. you've got a client engagement. I think is a an excellent way to solve a problem. Yes, yeah. Um, but where it probably becomes where the rub hits the road a lot more is when it's actually commercial. You know, yes. like where it's mm-hmm. like, well, mm-hmm. well, we'll forego our fee. You know, yeah, like wow. if this yes. wins, if this wins, we win. Mm-hmm. You know, as well, um, mm-hmm. or yeah, or we'll, okay. we'll heavily reduce it, and we'll mm-hmm. get the upside mm. of like if we if it, what mm. we do, what we deliver together, mm-hmm. has the impact we have modelled out that we think it yes. will have. Yes, like let's share that, you know, versus mm-hmm. like all you know, it's kind of like a risk reward mm-hmm. equation, really. Like you know, we're, we're happy to take a big risk, yes, because we believe in your client, yes. You know, like mm. uh, versus take no risk and yeah. we'll take all the fee, thank you, <laughs> and you can take all the risk, client, yeah. right? Like you know, yeah. so it's kind of kind of that, but um, yeah, but also what it means for us, co-creation in that sort of ventures part mm-hmm. means um, you know we're not we're not necessarily um, backing just a founder and mm-hmm. and have a very small percentage of the business but mm-hmm. also charging fees as we go yeah um, we actually are co-creating the business together where I we see. have more like 
rather than three or four percent, we got yes. 30, 40 percent. I see, I um, see, because we are essentially the head of design, head of yes. technology, okay, head of strategy mm. in that company, right? Um, yeah, and we want to do one of those a year, yeah, too, okay, yeah, well, wow. and see if we can wow. help create businesses as well, yeah. Well, I think that is groundbreaking, and I, I wasn't thinking about it from that perspective, but like you've said, when the commercial, you're ingrained from a commercial aspect, that's when it is a real test, isn't it, of how well, well you're working together. And I think you're, you're proving that, from what I see, Shadowboxer and yourself personally, you're proving that model in, in, across the sector. So I, I genuinely hope that people can learn from that. Um, because I think the closer we can get to that that way of doing things, I don't even want to call it a model. It's more of a way of doing things, isn't it? But I think that we'll see benefits from, you know, value to to better serving our, our business communities. So yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. We think so. I mean, mm. it's a risk. It could all could all not work. So we'll, well, yeah. Well, true. That, that's the beauty of, it, isn't it? I mean, there's yeah. got to be a level of trust there, doesn't it? So totally. yeah, totally. yeah. Educated risk. Well, exactly. Yeah. Good way to put it. Well, it's been brilliant to catch up, um, Conrad. You, Appreciate you making the time and. Good to hear um, you're uh, you're shaking up um, some perhaps some, some traditional mindsets out and and bringing some real value um, to to all the customers you're working with. So thanks, thanks for sharing your experiences. Thanks for having me. No worries.